I wanted to know why was I here? What was the meaning of life? And if it was this arbitrary, hey, I'm, I'm ready. I've had enough. Okay. So I've had enough. Take me out of the game now. So literally my ego and arrogance and pride were destroyed. My image of who I was and what everything people were telling me I should be and become. As I learned later, the term for what I was going through was my roots weren't deep enough for that storm. Hello and welcome to Be The Wolf. I am your host, Jenea Barnes. Many people struggle to be the fullest, biggest, truest versions of themselves. They bend to fit into other people's ideals of who and what they should be. They tame their brilliance to avoid judgment and gain approval. A long time ago, people attempted to tame the wilderness of Yellowstone National Park by eradicating predators. Taming the wilderness collapsed the ecosystem. But there's hope. In the mid-90s, 41 wolves were introduced into the park and with this, the ecosystem replenished itself and flourished. The wolves did nothing but be exactly who they are meant to be and do what they were born to do. So I say to you, be the wolf. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Be the Wolf. I'm excited. We're going to talk about numbers today. The idea that can numbers reveal your true path. We're going to talk about the symbology of numbers, and I'm here with Dr. Craig Wright, and he has a beautiful story about numbers changing the trajectory of his path to be more in alignment with who he truly is, to lead him towards being his own wolf. And... We're going to dig deep into what some of those numbers mean, share stories. We're going to do all the things. So keep listening and we will get to it. Now, before we dive in, Dr. Craig, can you tell me what it is that you do? Yes. First of all, I want to thank you for having me on the show. Uh, I am a member of the International Metaphysical Ministry founded by Dr. Paul Leon Masters. I hold a PhD in counseling, and I've been a professional numerologist for over 30 years. All right. You have a lot of credentials under your belt. <laughs> now, why, without going too deep into your story, why numbers? Tell me why well, numerology, why the numbers? Well, I use numerology to empower people, um, to make them stronger and more confident, to enlighten, mm -hmm. uh, give people greater knowledge and understanding of themselves and others, and to enrich. Uh, and by that, I mean having a more productive and meaningful life. Okay. And so... What did the numbers mean? Like, you know, we have a birthday. I know, you know, most people have who've been into maybe astrology or just wanting to connect to what is the bigger thing. They've probably explored numerology a little bit. And so what how do we what does what do the numbers tell us? Well, 
numerology is really all about self-concept. I believe that self-concept is at the very foundation of our being. Who we are or who we think we are can affect, can affect our lives. And this information usually comes from parents, teachers, employers, you know, people around us, whether they have good intentions or bad, telling us who we are. But with numerology, which dates back, back to 3100 BC, and it was taught in the mystery schools, numerology is a science that believes that we were created by the word. And words are vibrations. Right now, I'm just vibrating the air. And we've been trained to give meaning to those vibrations. Ah, that's the A sound. So they give us a symbol for letters and numbers are symbols for the word, the vibrations that we hear. So since we are created by the word and words are symbolized with letters and numbers, the letters in our name and the numbers in our birthday are symbols, if you will, for the word of the creator, are symbols of the energy that, that we are manifesting. If you could take a really good, close, close look at us, we would see neutrons, atoms. We're, we're not really solid. We're vibrating. We'll probably scare us to death <laughs> to see our true selves. <laughs> but all of this energy can be described in terms of, of numbers, like your, your favorite radio station could be, I don't know, 101 on the dial. You know, there's a number yeah. describing that frequency. And the letters in our name and the numbers in our birthday do that for us. We literally come with an owner's manual, if I may expound a bit. Yeah. <laughs> the, letters in, the letters in our name reveal our calling, okay? Yes. If I teach a class called the Jeremiah Effect. Jeremiah was a prophet, and, and the creator told him, wait a minute, buddy, you can't go back on a deal that we had before I form you in the womb. <laughs> so, you know, our life experience begins before uh, we take our first breath outside the womb because we are truly spiritual beings uh, having a physical expression. So the numbers in our birthday reveals God's part of the contract or Allah or Buddha, whatever you call the creator. Um, the force, um, <laughs> the original cause, if you will, that's birthday that reveals their part of the contract and the letters in our name reveal our part of the contract, what we promise to do with the wonderful gifts each of us has received. So you said something in the beginning of this that was really important. This idea of who we think we believe ourselves to be, you know, based on yes. what what our parents say, what people around us say, the stories we make up because of experiences we're having. And, you know, one of the things about being the wolf is stripping away that concept that might not be your true self and stepping into what perhaps the numbers reveal. So now we're saying that the name is my part of the contract. I yes. just want to make sure. And then the numbers, the birthday is the universe, God, whomever, the creator is part of the contract. That is correct. And another way you could look at it is <clears throat> the birthday represents the toolbox. Mm. And our name is the blueprint. <laughs> okay. And we come here with a toolbox and a blueprint, and there's work to be done. 
Okay. But when we when we take this transformation from the spiritual to the physical, we get spiritual amnesia. And that's when all these other forces come into being. And the challenge is to become the wolf, to realize that we're not ugly ducklings, we're swans, if you will, yeah. to, to reawaken, as some people would call it, to be born again, to be woke. There are many, many ways of that this is referred to, you know, the, the lotus blossoming. Another culture calls it the lotus blossoming, but I call it getting in touch with your true self, your calling, your, your true inner guides and becoming who you, you, you were meant to be in spite of all the conflict, disagreement, people misleading you, people taking advantage of you. There is a true mirror. There's a true mirror out there. And for, and for me, um, because of my, my early and culturing my early conditioning, if you will, was math and science. I was raised to become an engineer. My parents decided there was going to be an engineer in the family, and by golly, I was going to be it. <laughs> so now I kind of think of myself as building bridges from the material world to the spiritual world. I'm still mm. in engineering, so in, in, in some matters, they were, they were correct. <laughs> right. And, and we'll I got to hand it to them. When I went to college, I just sort of whim on a whim. I chose engineering, chemical engineering, because I was good in math and I liked chemistry and I, I didn't know what else to be. And my grandpa was an engineer and that's who I wanted to make proud. So it was really completely about somebody else. But if you will, like now with so much of the work I do with a lot of the helping people peel back the layers, become the wolf and... Re, we re-engineer the mind in many ways so that you can connect to that true path. So I know people are really curious about like, well, what does your number mean? And what what is it? Before we do that, I want to tell people the difference between numbers and figures. If oh, I hold yes. up a pen, this pen, and I say I have one pen, that would be a figure a quantity. We use figures on a material plane. But if I look a little closer and I say, hmm, big pins are number one. Now I'm no longer talking about a quantity, but a quality, at least in my opinion, of being the best. And that's a number most people can relate to. Being number one, numero uno, the first, the fastest, the top, the best. That number hasn't lost its meaning throughout the ages, <laughs> particularly in, in our culture. But what people don't realize is every number has a meaning. The number one is leadership. Two is peace. Three is expression and the youth and abundance. Four stands for work and orderliness. Five stands for freedom and change. Six is the number of the servant, service and responsibility. The greatest among us will bear that vibration. Seven is faith and wisdom. Eight is money and power. And nine is selfless giving. And each of those numbers have a corresponding master number, two ones, two twos, two threes. And the master numbers, they're testing numbers. They, they provide the soul with more challenges, but also offer greater opportunities for spiritual development and helping mankind move forward, you know, being, being great, being a, a good soul, like Muhammad, Mahatma Gandhi, uh, a master spirit, uh, 
Martin Luther King Jr., Master Fears, George Washington, the first president, born on the 22nd of February, two twos of Master Spirit. So those are the master numbers. 11 is the master of revelation and the master teacher. Those are the light bearers amongst us, the number 11, mm-hmm. bringing light to areas that are cl- normally closed off. 22, the master builder. 33, master healer. 44, master liberator. Uh, 55, master of divine will. 66, master of universal joy. 77, two sevens, master of creative thought. My wife is a 77, very creative. 88, master of divine knowing. And 99, master of universal love. The the only 99 I've I've come upon was um, Nelson Mandela. Mandela was a 99. (laughs) Martin Luther King was a 44, master liberator. Mm -hmm. And a a prophet. Mm -hmm. Yes. That makes sense. And getting back to our names and numbers, you are a number 11. I am a number 11. (laughs) My birthday adds up to a number 11. So that means that is my gifts, my God-given gifts, so to speak. Yes? Yes. Many numerologists would call that the life path number. Okay. It's just been... It was revealed to me through prayer and meditation that our month, our day, and our year are symbols for gifts that we have. And the sum of all three of them, which is called the life path number, is the ultimate gift of the spirit. Mm. So, for example, um, I'm born May the 4th, 1951. Uh, So my year, 1 plus 9 plus 5 and 1, adds up to 16. My month and day, five and four is nine, 16 and nine is 25, and two plus five is seven. So my birth path is a number seven, but my gifts are the five, which is the month, the number of freedom and change to be a change agent. The four, my fourth, I'm born on the fourth, the number of orderliness, and just what happens, the fourth book of the Torah and the Bible is entitled Numbers. <laughs> I, I was very I was very amazed when I discovered that. So okay, I'm I'm in the right link here. And I find a lot of people who are involved in math and accounting have that four energy showing up. And my here is a seven, which is faith and wisdom. So it just so happens when you add month, day, and year, it's also a seven combined. So I got a double dose of, of that number seven energy, which is faith and wisdom. Now, when it comes to letters, the number seven would be G, the seventh letter. That's mine. (laughs) The 16th letter, one plus six is seven. And Y, the 25th letter, two plus five is seven. So we use what's called a conversion chart, converting letters to numbers, as I just did with the letters G, P, and Y. Those are all sevens. This is how you change the name or anything with a name, a building or an address, a city, can all be examined by converting the letters into numbers. Wow. So it's funny, you have uh, five 
and a four, and then your birth year. And I also, because I'm 513, so I have a five and a four. Oh, and then my goodness. 1973, I, so that makes me a 20 on the, or a two on the other place. Yes. Yes. And when you add 20 to 13, that's 33. Very significant, indicating it's one of the master numbers. But in this case, it comes under a cycle, which call, which is called a pinnacle. So there's going to be a time in your experience where the universe will call on you. <laughs> and I think you're in it now to be the yeah. master healer, to be the master healer and to be of universal service. The 13, that's an excellent number to speak on. Many people are afraid of the number 13. Right. And, you know, you, we may think this is old-fashioned or superstitious, but I've been on buildings that were just constructed. And you go in the elevator, and they it goes from have. the 12th floor to the 14th floor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, no, they do not have a 13th floor. They will not call the floor the 13th floor. So the 13th is associated with change, release, and transformation. Mm -hmm. um, on this plane, it's evidenced by the caterpillar um, mm -hmm. that starts off crawling around, okay, very slowly, then goes into isolation, meditation, if you will, right. and evolves a butterfly with wings. Total transformation. I've got to tell you, transformation is messy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how many times do I have to turn myself inside and out to be in the becoming of who I truly am? And I tell you, it's it's just, and I think a lot of people out there can agree that we transform the most when we hit these really difficult obstacles. And it's not always so easy. Every caterpillar doesn't make it. Oh, yeah. Every caterpillar doesn't make it. So that's why people are afraid of the 13. It's an all or nothing vibration. And people think it means death. But I say what's death to the caterpillar is life to the butterfly. As spiritual beings, right. we simply transform back to our original state to see how we did. There's a review. How'd you do with those gifts I gave you? Did you keep the contract? So this is life. I call life the university of the soul. But continuing with your birth path number, it adds up to the number 38. Your year was a 20. 20 and 13 was 33. 33 and 5 is 38. And 3 plus 8 is the number 11. And that is the master of revelation. And it's called the master teacher vibration. Now, when you're the master teacher, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to end in the classroom, although many 11s are in the classroom. But what it does mean is you are the lesson. When you're the number 11, the way you walk, the way you talk, the things that you say, everything that you do, you are the creator's example on earth. Um, it was written about one number 11 who went by the name of Jesus. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the light. And there's much, much evidence that Jesus was a student of numerology. 
Hmm. He practiced the name. He practiced name changes. And after he went to Egypt, after he had to exile to Egypt because it was a madman on the loose. Okay. He had to, he went to Egypt and that's where the, the Egyptian mystery schools were. And 11s are sponges for mm. wisdom and knowledge and truth. Most of us will see a leaf fall from a tree and get hungry because it's time to get the rake out and, you know, to clean the yard up. And the number 11 will see a leaf fall from a tree and say, hmm, things happen quietly and patiently in their own time <laughs> as they watch the leaf fall to the ground. So they're extracting wisdom and knowledge from everything so that they can be the light bearer to illuminate the path for others. So as a number 11, uh, Janiel, you have to be prepared to be up front. It's two ones, double leadership. Otherwise, if you're in the, in the, in the behind the masses, the light bearer is casting shadows on the path. Mm. So you you have to be up front in order to illuminate. I spent many years hiding. Well, it's real funny. We think about the ones. So my name, Jenea, is mm -hmm. a Latin slang word that means first. Wow. And so. There are no mistakes, are there? Well, and I'd be curious what my dad wanted to name me Alcyon after one of the stars in the Pleiades. I'm curious what that number would, would have been. But Well, we can take a look at that. But the name Jania, the vowel total, E-E-A. -E yeah. E is the fifth of the alphabet and A is the first. So E-E-A numerically is five plus five plus one which is 11. Hmm, interesting. And so the vowel total is called the heart's desire number. Oh. Okay? The heart's desire number reveals, well, as the name implies, that which you desire to do or become more than anything else. So not only, That's so this so birth great. path, when the creator said, Jania, I'm going to give you this gift, you said, oh, I want to use that. <laughs> because it's the same. It matches it. There was you well, say, I got no problem with it. And and when I was little, I mean, I went down a very long path of hiding in the dark. But when I was little, I wanted to make big impact. I wanted to make big change. I stood up to bullies. I did all kinds of things like that to show people that they could be more, that there was more for them that they didn't have to hide. And then through my own traumas and all of the beat downs of life, I, you know, crumbled, 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 and have spent the last however many years pulling back the layers to reveal my light, if you will, and become. Now my first and last name, like the first, Jenea works out to a five and Barnes works out to a five. So together they make another one, that, so another 10. So that's one's all and over five, the place in my numbers. <laughs> and five stands for freedom and change. Freedom and change. So this corresponds with the month, which was a gift. And the 13, even though it's a four, symbolizes change, transformation. So there's no question you are a change agent. 
You are here to convert thinking modalities to change the planet. That's Those are the right. gifts that you can equip with. And you even mentioned that word. You said, when I was young, I wanted to change everything. Mm -hmm. And speaking of change and freedom, there is no more independent vibration than the number 23. Okay. Mm -hmm. It symbolizes complete and total independence. And the name Barnes is also a 23. That will give you friends in high places who you will refuse help from. Not a 23. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. I got this, which is true. But those people in those high places, they need to help you more than you need their help. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a karmic situation going on here. Now, it's they may not be aware of it. So whenever the 23 shows up, I always put it this way. Get the help. But here's what you say. I will allow you to help me. I will accept your assistance so you can show the universe how thankful you are for the blessings you receive. Mm -hmm. That way you cut all the strings attached. <laughs> right. You get the help, but you're doing them a favor. And you don't right. owe them a thing. Well, and that's something so... You know, that's a big thing that people struggle with is receiving, being able to receive and being able to receive the help. And I know myself, whew, that has been a big one to work through and I'm still working through it. But what I do know is that when people want to give to you, when people want to help and it comes from the right place, you are it feels so good. Like when you go volunteer just because you want to help, it feels so good. So allowing people the the gift of being able to give is such yes. a powerful thing that you can give to somebody while receiving their gift. I know. And, the, um, and yeah. the more independent and the more strong you are, the more benefit people will receive from your, you know, accepting that gift. Because as I said before, you, whatever people will come to you and offer to you, nine times out of 10, you really don't need it, but they need to share with you because there's no more independent vibration than the number 23. And when they're combined to make the 46, that strong, powerful, independence, the ability to stand on, well, everyone knows what numero uno means, right? The ability to stand on your own without help. You came here to be a help giver. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that is true. Okay. So I want to dive into your story in a minute, but I first want people to have the opportunity. How can they get work with you, get their numbers done? Tell us what you, ha what you have to offer. <laughs> For people. Sure, sure. They can visit my website. It's craigeright.com. And uh, I do readings, forecasts, consultations, compatibility. I teach classes, uh, do workshops. And I also have a newsletter. So visit the website, go to the contact me session and sign up for the monthly newsletter. I send out every month um, information on numerology, especially forecasting how to be in harmony with the universe, to reap 
the benefits that we are all due as as children of the Most High. Now, and so y'all take a moment and open up your browser because there's something else that's great on this website. It's a conversion chart for the letters and numbers. Now, I know if you've tried to figure out your numbers before of your name, you're sitting here, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, trying to figure it out. There's an easy conversion chart on it, on Craig's website that will make it super easy for you. So open up the browser and type in Craig. C-R-A-I-G-E, right, W-R-I-G-H-T dot com. So do that. Sign up for the newsletter. Figure out what your numbers are, your divine destiny, your path. But you, you know, you said before that you had, you were supposed to become an engineer. And and there was something that something that happened in your life when you were still relatively young that changed the trajectory of your path or the path that other people had laid out for you. So are you open to sharing that with us? Yes. Yes, I am. Um, It all started in the seventh grade. I ran home to mom and dad and I had A's in math and science. I was so proud. And they said, engineers do very well in math and science, Craig. Maybe that'd be a great career for you. Now, my mom was a school teacher, so I was never out of school. Math and science, math and science, getting ready to become an engineer. Originally, I wanted to fly aircraft, become a Navy pilot. By the time I was in junior high school, I knew every aircraft, their armament, how far they could go on a, on a tank of gas, just everything about them. I was really into it, but... um Life happened. At 21, my best friend died from a drug overdose, and I wasn't even aware that he was a user. Wow. You know, yes, yes. At age 21, um, it, it rocked my world. Up until then, I wasn't a believer. If you couldn't add it, subtract it, I was a technocrat. I didn't even believe that there was a well, For me, God was like Santa Claus. You know, a theme of one's imagination and a crutch for the weak. You know, I, I had it all together. I knew what I was doing. Everything was scientific. And but when that happened, it all came crumbling down <laughs> for the first time. I didn't know who I was emitting to, but I wanted to know why was I here? What was the meaning of life? And if it was this arbitrary Hey, I'm ready. I've had enough. Okay. I've had enough. Take me out of the game now. So literally my ego and arrogance and pride were destroyed. My image of who I was and everything people were telling me I should be and become. As I learned later, the term for what I was going through was my roots weren't deep enough for that storm. Okay. So I began to ask for guidance. Why was that? Why was I here? What was the meaning of life? And I heard a song on the radio uh, by an artist by the name of Roy Ayers. And the lyrics were mesmerizing. Uh, The song was called In Search of the Third Eye. And the lyrics were secrets of wisdom, secrets of sound, secrets of numbers can be found. Well, I I know about numbers. What what are they singing about? And I, I, I wanted to know the answers and secrets. So I was drawn, mesmerized to the song. 
It took me a while to get the album. There was no internet. This was like in uh, 72, 1972, some time ago. <laughs> no Amazon, you know. So it right. took me a while to get my hands on the album. But eventually I got it. I listened to it. And that was my introdu- introduction to all things metaphysical and spiritual. The person who had wrote that song had read a book. And it was by Vera Stanley Alder. And it was entitled In Search of the Third Eye. And that was that was my introduction. It took me two years to get a copy of that book. I just willed it into me going into bookstores. Do you have this? Do you have this? Do you have this? And eventually someone said, yes, we've got that. <laughs> so I started reading it and it talked about colors, how colors affect people, you know, um, and they discovered, scientists discovered females weren't docile. The color pink made people docile, you know. Um, <laughs> So stop dressing people in pink. They also discovered your favorite your favorite song was in harmony with your heart rhythm or your vibration. It's like a spiritual DNA thing going on. But what really captivated me was the secrets of numbers. I was prepared. I knew about Pythagoras, you know, the Pythagorean theorem for right. geometry. But I didn't know about the Pythagorean numerology. He had studied 20 years with the Egyptian masters in mystery schools and brought it back to the Greeks and, and brought it to the world. The meaning of numbers, it predates the scriptures some 3,000 years. So this changed my life. And I, I cut work and I had to go to the Library of Congress. Now you can go to the library and there's a numerology for dummies. That's how mainstream it is now. Right. Back in 1972, I had to go to the Library of Congress, and there were hundreds of books on this this fascinating science of numerology, you know, and it began to open up and give life meaning. And I discovered that I was a number seven. Not only was it my birth path, as we illustrated earlier, by adding my month and year, but it was my vow total, as, as I shared with you and your name, and it was my first, middle, and last name were also seven. So those are the three most powerful numbers in your chart that you can have were number sevens. Wow. And when I discovered this, it gave me a jolt because the mission of the seven is to research, analyze, and study hidden information and to share it with others. I was like, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing that. And it gave me a different perspective. Okay. I mentioned how creative my wife was. She had a party once and people were complaining about the sun. And she said, I bet you all have a vitamin D deficiency. And people start complaining. Oh, yeah. They started, give me more, give me more sun. Um, So (laughs) what I discovered was my friend didn't die in vain. He was part of a contract that I had with the creator. And part of his contract was to leave the way he did to trigger me. Mm. to be a trigger in my life, to awaken me, if you will, to why I actually came here, not to be a, a jet pilot and drive napalm and strife people, right. whatever, you know, machine gun people. No, you know, some force definitely was trying to guide my life down a path that I wasn't here to take. I'm here to enlighten people, to 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 empower them and to give power behind what people talk about in terms of spirituality because the numbers don't lie. 
Okay. You know, it's it's one of the things that I love about studying the subconscious mind. I've always had this sense of how things are. My friend used to say, I study philosophy, but Jenea just knows it. <laughs> but I remember when I started learning about the brain and the subconscious mind, and we know the tiniest little bit about it, very little compared to what the vast possibilities of what there is to know. But I remember being so excited because I could finally talk to the science people. <laughs> I could finally explain these things that I knew deep inside and have known since forever. And I could explain them in a way that would make sense from a scientific aspect. And when you talk about the numbers, a number is a concrete thing, even though, you know, as you explained the difference between the figures and the numbers, but the numbers are still a concrete thing. And when we talk yes. about spirituality, for most people, it's, it's very not, it's flowy. It's not, you can't grab it. You can't touch it. So I love the idea of being able to bring some semblance of concrete fact to these wider concepts. Wow. You just expressed it totally. You know, I, I guess it's like the, like the guy said, some people just can do that. That number 11 gives you that ability to illuminate and verbalize. But yeah, exactly <laughs> what, what you said. Exactly. That's, that's it. <laughs> That's it, you know. They're like, I'll give you a transcript. I don't know what I just said. <laughs> Illuminating the path, the light. Numbers are symbols. And I, I find musicians can pick up on this numerosity a little quicker than most because mm -hmm. musicians use letters for notes and right. numbers for timing, you know. Yeah. Um, um, waltz timing is one, two, three, one, two, three, one, you know, three, four timing. In, num in notes, you know, what is it? F A C E are the spaces, and every good boy does fine. Those are the, the notes that are on the lines. So the letters in our name and the numbers in our birthday, they reveal the song we play in a symphony of life. Going back to that idea of having these. You know, I think everybody has a big life event that changes them. And some people have many of them. Some people have just one big one. I think, oh, God, what is that school? Um, I don't know. Anyway, their whole premise is that once you get to the core of whatever the wound is, then you can like peel it back. But you've got to figure out what that core wound was. And I think about myself as that little kid who was super independent and super strong and trying to help people. And I've been through a lot of crazy, not so great things. And it's been in recent years that I really have this overwhelming gratitude for those so-called terrible things that have happened to me because if my life path is to be a master teacher and illuminator and I have these ones all over the place, <laughs> then I would need, I'm imagining I would need to be strong to carry out that contract. Yeah. yeah. Instead of pumping iron, you had those spiritual experiences that build up your spiritual abilities and talents and skills and also to teach you who to lean on 
well, not who to lean on, but what to lean on energy, spirit, you know, um, and that right. which teaches you that independence, you know, you say, well, no, this, this land is shaky over here. No, no, that's quicksand over there. I'm standing on the rock. Well, it's okay. interesting because, you know, growing up with a very unstable life, and right. as we all work on these things that we need to get better at, to grow into our most expressive, expansive wolf, one of the pieces that I've really had to work on is stability. And one of the things that I realized that was so profound was you know, we're always looking for stability outside of us through our job, through our career, whatever it is through may, let me have a partner that can be my rock. And what I realized is that I remembered, you know, in yoga doing headstands and there's this beautiful moment in a headstand when you feel weightless, when it feels completely weightless and you could literally, if you could hold it, you would be able to stay in that headstand for hours without any pain, without any discomfort. Ah. And it's when awesome. everything is aligned and the energy just shoots up. And then I realized it dawned on me like, oh, that feeling. And usually when you hit that, all of a sudden it's so easy that you freak out in your mind and you fall over. <laughs> but so that point, though, that effortless, that like connected strength right there, that is stability. And true stability comes from within. You can only do a headstand and hit that place if you are solid within. And so that place of being the rock, being able to stand on your own, when you can create that stability within yourself, then all the other extra support is just gravy. Exactly. Exactly. Getting in tune, having that faith, leaning yeah. on a rock, you know. That's why they say faith is the assurance of things unseen. If you have that, you know that you know that you know that you know, that's how we manifest on the earthly planes. We've, we've got it backwards, you know. We're screaming at the TV when we're holding a remote in our hand. You just change the channel. You know? <laughs> Right. Right. Well, then again, going back to all those stories, all those things that people told us that we should be that are in the way to just changing the channel. And that's a big piece of what I do when I work with, you know, entrepreneurs and people to really step into being the wolf to get their business moving the way that they want it to so that they can slide into that stability where it feels effortless. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Uh -huh. yes. Beautiful. Yes, it is. Well, I love this conversation. I think it's been enlightening for me and really for all the other 11s out there <laughs> and the 7s. And I think some of the other people too, there's such power in 
so many ways that we are so unaware of because we're so busy, go, go, go. And sometimes when we get to settle down and give ourselves that space to transform into the butterfly, we can find our inner wolf. Yes. Be still and know. Be still and know. Beautiful. All right, everybody. Now, again, if you want to set up some time with Dr. Craig, open up that browser again, Craig E. Wright with a W. And thank you for being here today and sharing your wisdom. I appreciate you so much. And remember, everybody, when you operate from who you truly are, you evolve humanity. We'll see you next time on Be the Wolf. Thank you for listening to this episode of Be the Wolf. Please take a moment to rate, share, and follow this podcast so that together we can inspire others to be the wolf.